Hello and welcome to episode 162 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today, got Ricardo's in the building. Ricardo, what's up, man? Hey, good to be here, Jeremy. And like, I don't even know, like, I don't really recognize this guy. It's been, been like a month or more since we've uh, had him on the show. It's a uh, stranger Brand- danger across Brand- from me. Brandon's that- back. Oh, it's Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Hey, hey, what's up, people? Yes, it has been a minute, but I'm I'm very excited to be back in the studio maybe if it's just for this week i don't know but nevertheless i'm here i'm i'm happy to be here it's always my pleasure no you we love roasting you we know you're busy dad busy father all the good stuff yeah i'm, I'm good i'm glad i'm good fodder <laughs> yeah, yeah good fodder yeah, we yeah. Uh, we definitely we're, we're we're bucking shots um yeah. That's nothing new. I've been taking. Jeremy always likes to take shots at anybody who's not here. That's true. That's true, man. All you gotta do is show up, and you won't get. Uh, you won't get it too bad. It's just, um, just like most things in life, man. You just gotta true. show up. That's true. Uh, You're halfway there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah. It's good to good to have you guys back. You know, the the whole uh, whole band's back together. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this week's show, man. With uh, with Drew Ploche, uh from down there in Louisiana, I forget what party said he was in. But, Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's got got an incredible story. I know uh, Ricardo listened to the interview. I don't know if you have yet, Brandon. But well, uh, how else would I know where he's from? Oh, that's true. That's right. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Okay. So Ricardo listened though, and he doesn't remember. Uh, the Barwis Methods when we talked to uh, Nick Lucius and those guys a couple years ago uh, before Ricardo started on the podcast. And so me and uh, Drew were just talking about Barwis, like, you know, like everybody already knew what it was. So, um, oh yeah. yeah, you guys should have talked a little more about that. But yeah, like yeah, I, so. I mean, you, I would have uh, appreciated a refresher myself. Yeah, so just so everybody knows, Barwis Methods is Mike Barwis, who was a and still is, I believe, um, the or he was a strength and conditioning coach at the University of Michigan. I think he worked at West Virginia. He's uh, worked with the New York Mets, a bunch of different teams, and in a bunch of different leagues, and. From all accounts, he's just a freaking monster and, like, pushes people to their limits and, uh, you know, has, has basically found a way to, I don't know, he, he like, uh, he, he didn't start out working with people with spinal cord injuries, but because um, we had him on the show, the brother of a University of Michigan athlete was injured in a in a car accident and so he started working with him and getting him to you know figure out his balance a little bit better got to the point where he was able to walk out of walk through the the tunnel and like lead the university of michigan team out on the field um just by you know he kind of just cracked open books tried to figure out the best way of uh helping people with spinal cord injuries kind of rehabilitate and now has uh really had that that initial uh thought just snowball into you know multiple centers that he works with people at all over the country at least so he's turned it into a practice is what you're saying yeah but he still works with they were the the thing about them though they work with professional athletes and they have people with spinal cord injuries kind of pushing each other Mm. to to work harder and to to get to that next level you know yeah i gotcha so yeah, very cool guys. That, that everybody that we've talked to through there, 
uh, has been amazing. Nick Lucius and and all these guys. So but appreciate the, But the common thread in all of that, though, is that you have to get up and do it, right? Right. Well, Drew made the comment I thought it was interesting, something along the lines of, you know, like I was asking him what the difference between working with the rehabilitation hospital versus working with the people at Barwis. And he was just like, at the rehabilitation yeah. hospital, they're trying to kind of hey, get you, you know, yeah, be, be gentle and like get <laughs> yeah. you to, just it's do like, your best. at Barwis, it's like you sign your life you away. You can do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sign your life away and you, uh, you get, you get to work. So it's yeah. boot camp. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, those guys are cool though, and and uh, you know, I, every time I talk to Nick, like I mentioned in the interview, I tell him we need one out here in, in Washington. That's right. So, yeah. So hopefully we can get that get that going still. But yeah, you know, Drew Drew is an incredible man. I, I had a great con- I, I had a great time talking to him. It was just it was like, you know, it was just like a conversation. I always tell people like it's not like an interview. It's more like a conversation. I felt like this really yeah. was just like couple people you know shooting the shit so well you know his story is one of the closest to that whole theme that i always have you know it's an ordinary day until it's not right yeah yeah and i and he even kind of mentioned that yeah yeah know, so yeah, he, yeah. Did. He, he said that uh woke up just like any other day yep exactly yeah so yeah he got injured riding his dirt bike like i guess a week or two before christmas in 2019 so um I mean, yeah, like just something out, he's done a thousand right, times before. Just out screwing around on your dirt bike and hit the jump a little too hard or whatever. Just and sent it a little too hard, man. So, well, yeah, and and yeah, this guy, like his Instagram is like, uh, you know, it's like the most interesting man in the world. Like he's fishing, he's hunting, he's yeah. doing all this stuff. Um, and that was prior to his accident. And then we we did chat about like what you know. Because and he mentioned it's a kind of a sportsman's paradise in uh, in Louisiana, and you know he's been able to get back, get a boat, and, and be able to go fishing quite a bit, which he said uh, really kind of is a an outlet for him, which is always important. I think everybody needs needs an outlet, regardless if you have a spinal cord injury or not. But I'm just glad he was able to kind of get back to that after suffering this uh, catastrophic injury. So. Uh, yeah, man. Well, let's let's get to the interview before we give away too much, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little more on the other side about it. Sounds good. All right, this week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are super excited to visit with Drew Plochet. Uh, Drew's a spinal cord injury survivor. Um, yeah, I, I I've been wanting to get you on the show here for a while, Drew. Wel- welcome on, man. Appreciate you joining me, man. Thank you so much. It's it's an honor to be here, man. Honor to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. Um, yeah, you know, so for anybody that doesn't already know your story and, and kind of how you were injured, um, you know, can you kind of walk us through what happened? Sure. Yeah. So uh, December 14th of 2019, um, regular day, just as they all start, um, you know, and I went, uh, went to the dirt bike track. We were going to ride at the track for a little bit. And then, uh, we had a office Christmas party that night. So I was just going to ride for a couple hours and, um, they had been hitting this jump all day and, uh, I kept coming up a little bit short. So, you know, last lap, they say never call last lap, but, uh, we were about to leave and I was like, I want to, I want to hit this a little bit faster. And, uh, I shifted up and, and I hit the jump a little way too fast. 
and uh, ended up overshooting. And uh, I came off the bike uh, probably about 30 foot up and landed straight on my on my butt um 30 foot to flat and um yeah i ended up with a uh a t12 burst fracture which uh the bone fragments was actually what caused my my spinal cord injury man that that's crazy um you know what was i guess what did you lose consciousness or anything um after your after you crashed down or you just were like shit i can't move my legs like but yeah, so I uh so once I was on the ground, I um I never lost consciousness or anything like that. Um I actually I tried to roll over and uh that's when I realized my legs were like dead weight. And uh and I was like, "Oh man." So I kind of got back on my back and um I just I, someone rode by and I was like, "Hey, like not good. I can't feel my legs, you know." And I just kept saying, "I can't feel my my leg came from my legs you know and so they called the ambulance and uh and got me out of there oh man so and you know i know you're out in in louisiana there um you know where did they where were you able to go do they have any, they have some good like spinal cord injury hospitals out there like where where'd you go to to kind of i guess initially get like maybe you know your your spinal cord stabilized and then on from there to to like rehab and everything yeah, so as far as like good spinal cord injury places around here, um, not really. Um, they do have a, a spinal cord injury place in uh, New Orleans. Uh, I forget the name of it, um, but New Orleans is about three hours away from me, so not super close. But um, I ended up going to a hospital here, and I live in a town called Lafayette. And uh, so I went to Lafayette General Hospital, um, spent probably – about seven days in ICU. Um, they were able to do the surgery, do the spinal fusion the very next day. So December 15th, I had my surgery. Um, so I was able to knock that out. And then I spent probably maybe two weeks total at that hospital, um, just waiting to get approved to go to a uh, tier in Houston. And uh, that's where I did all my inpatient rehab was that tier. Okay, so I'm like terrible with geography. I mean, I know you guys are down there, down there in the south, but like, how far is you know Lafayette, Louisiana, from Houston, Texas? Then it's uh it's about like four and a half hours ish, you know, depending on traffic. But um, it's, it's around four hours, so not close either. But um, that it it was either that or Colorado, you know, go to Craig. So right. it's like, well, I can I can drive back and forth from Houston. And, and I can't necessarily do that all the time from, from Colorado. So, yeah. So, and, and how old are you at, at the time then in 2019 of the injury? I was uh 25, 25, 25 years okay. old. So you're like out on your own living, living life. Um, yeah. What, um, you know, I know. So like my injury happened, I had to end up, uh going to a place um a hospital about an hour away from my house and like my friends and family and everything but what was that like having to go four and a half hours away from you know your life basically to go deal with rehab yeah it's uh it's it was tough you know luckily i have uh amazing parents who were were able to be there the whole entire time and they they would spend nights in the hospital with me whatever i needed you know they were always there so 
that definitely made things a lot easier for me. Um, but definitely not being able to see friends and, and stuff like that was, it was tough. You know, it's, you're kind of lonely in that isolated world, just trying to get your life back in order. And, and um, it's, it's just a, a thing that you have to mentally get over, you know? And, um, but having parents there that were that supportive, man, that it made it so much easier for me. I bet, man, that, that's, that's gotta be huge. Um, yeah. How, so how long did you have to end up spending out there in Houston? So for inpatient, I did, uh, three weeks at tier and then, um, I got enrolled in their outpatient program. Um, and, and I spent probably six months there total. Um, we had a, we had a month there where they kind of kicked us out because of COVID and all that. Um, so, but I was able to go back after kind of everything settled down after that month. And then, you know, you get COVID tests every time you walk in the building, they check your temperature, all that stuff. Got to wear gloves. It was a whole thing, but I was just happy to, uh, to be back, you know, able to work out again. It was, um, I wanted to stay on that ball, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's such an important time in, in kind of the, the aftermath of this injury, you know, the, those first few months or whatever, um, and the first year. Uh, so you were able to just uh, get a place then in Houston to stay for, for a little bit for six months, like you said, before heading back to Louisiana then? Yeah, luckily, um, through tier, they basically give you this team of people. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. They, so they give you all these different resources, and this person handles this and that. And um, they actually had a, a program where they this, – this hospital, I guess, has bought out a couple of these apartments. And so they'll lease them to, to people like me um, on a month-to-month basis. Uh, that way you don't have to sign a, a six-month lease or a year lease. You know, you can just do it month by month, and it was relatively affordable. Um, so that made it really nice. Um, and the apartment I had, I actually could wheelchair roll myself to, uh, outpatient therapy. So that's cool. Made it nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. And I couldn't even imagine, man, trying to go through all that, um, you know, during COVID, like, I, I mean, I went through all this stuff like 25 years ago. So it was like, uh, there was no kind of, uh, issues, you know, facing the world at the time, but, you know, let alone having to go through some something so like life altering on top of on top of COVID and like all the the fear and stuff that they were you know like we didn't know what the hell was going on with that at the time. So I mean that must have been real tricky. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you were able. You know, you only had to be out of there for a month or whatever before they were able to get you back in. That's huge. So, uh. You know, Drew, when you so when you go back to Louisiana and kind of I, I try to ask everybody this, like transitioning out of kind of that hospital bubble where, you know, you're you have like nurses and, and everything kind of at your beck and call, like whenever you need something, um, you know, what's that like going going back home? Are you able to go back to the house you were living in uh prior i mean are you have do you have to go back and live with your parents for a while do you have to make modifications to a house like what what does that look like for you coming back home yes so um about probably six months before my injury i had actually moved uh my parents have a shop house on their uh on their property um and they had just recently um like kind of sold their business and were transitioning, you know, I wouldn't say retired, but they kind of retired. 
Um, so they were going on this long RV trip and they were like, well, how about you move back here? Um, take care of the place, you know? So I was already, I was already kind of living back here and, um, the shop house is like set up for a wheelchair user, basically, you know, it's, it's all flat floors, like nothing too crazy. So the transition back was relatively easy as far as like accessibility wise for, for all my needs. Um, but really I only spent probably maybe maybe three or four weeks back here um before we found out about Barwis and uh as soon as we heard about them i was like i want to go i want to go um so it was yes. really only maybe a month back here okay and yeah i you know the, the those guys at Barwis are awesome man i uh i had nick, nick lucius actually had reached out to me um probably is a little over a year ago now so we had him on the podcast and and he's that guy's amazing man and and like all the stuff i've seen with mike uh and how motivating and just i mean that guy's uh, he's nuts so he seems nuts so he's <laughs> yeah pretty, seems yeah pretty awesome so um you know which uh yeah which bar was were you able to go to were you, did you go to the one in florida or did you go up to michigan or yeah so um when i started i was at the one in deerfield beach in florida um so i got a little place in uh airbnb in fort lauderdale and was able to stay out there for a while um i think the first time i went i did like three months and then uh came back came back to louisiana for like a month and then went back out for another couple months um just to kind of get like you know get the family and friends side of like your mental recovery and then you know go back and be able to push for another extended period of time so i did that the first year and then um my last stint i did in uh colorado their newest place okay and um yeah so i was out there my last stint was like six months i did in colorado Um, oh that's awesome yeah i think when we talked to nick he was just they were just about to open the colorado uh uh i guess clinic and and uh Mm -hmm. get that one going so uh must have been right before you got out there but Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. That, that that's so cool, man. Um, so did you get to work with Nick? Nick then too. I did. I did. Uh, Nick and uh, there's another trainer, Jake, who now kind of runs the things there. Um, there. I mean, it's it's next level, you know. I I wish I could find something like that very close to me, but it it just doesn't exist, man. Those people don't exist everywhere, and uh, it's it's insane what what I've accomplished with them, you know, and um it really is it's it's next level and as far as recovery goes yeah yeah i'm i i keep every time i've talked to nick since then i'm like man you guys gotta open something in seattle like that'd be that would be amazing for for me personally because we don't have much out here either so um but yeah you know talking about bar was like what you know so you go through rehab for six months like i guess uh inpatient for for three weeks or whatever you said and then six right months yeah inpatient three weeks mm-hmm. um you know what what was the difference between like the results you saw there and then the results that you got back working with with the guys at barwis yeah i think really the biggest difference uh is that you're working so outpatient is all physical therapists right so they can't let you fall down or they, they need to be, you know, they have all these restrictions as far as like what they can let you do and what they can push you to do, you know, without causing them a, a bunch of headache and paperwork. 
Um, so I get that aspect of it. And, uh, but when you go to borrow us, you know, you kind of, you kind of sign that waiver and say, like, I'm, I'm willing to push myself past failure, you know, like, uh, you're willing to fall, you're willing to get back up. It's kind of, it, I, I feel like that aspect of it is really where I gain the most. Wow, that's, that's so great, man. Um, yeah, no, I know Nick had, um, we did like a couple just like little, uh, google hangouts and he would show me some stuff to kind of work on balance and different uh exercises i could kind of implement so were you able to take some stuff home with you as well and and, and implement that kind of into your daily kind of workout routine yeah absolutely and even to this day i'm still using things that um we found that works you know and um it's kind of like i, I don't want to be the guy that's telling my personal trainer how i want to train but also, I do know, like, I've done this enough to the point where I can say, okay, this movement, like, if we can alter it or do whatever, like, this type of movement is what really works. And, like, all and those kind of things is really the biggest, biggest kind of knowledge I've gained from that, um, from the people I borrow with. That's great. That's great. So are there any gyms out there that you're able to, like, get into and, and, and kind of put in some work at? Or... I mean, are you having to do a lot of stuff just at, at home, like um, with adaptive equipment there? Or what you, what's your kind of workout routine looking like these days? Yeah, so when I moved back from Barrowist, um, from the one in Colorado this past past year, I, uh, I have a good home gym here. Um, we've got a nice shop with a big home gym in it. So I did that for a while pretty consistently. And then, like, life kind of started building back up. You know, I got a job you know, the girlfriend, friends, all that stuff, it kind of piled on top and it made it really easy to say, I don't want to go work out today, you know? So I went through that battle for a while, just depression, just not wanting to get up and go do it. You know, you kind of start slipping backwards. I'm like losing progress. And uh, probably about maybe five months ago, um, I just was kind of like kicked myself in the butt. And I'm like, you know what? Like, the only way you're going to get better is if you get back on the on the horse, you know, and start doing things again. So actually, I've worked out at a couple different gyms here. Um, this one I'm at right now, um, I found just like through a friend of a friend and um, they're they're an adaptive type gym. They have like a neurological reengineering type program. Um, so it's kind of working out pretty well. Um, uh, I love all the trainers there. I feel like I'm getting some progress back, like just getting strength back. Um, so it's been good. I do five days a week. Um, I do an hour a day, um, after work every day. So it, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good like mix of, you know, conditioning, but like also that, that like neurological, let's like do these motions, that kind of thing too. So they're really good. They're really good. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so I know, uh, I guess before your, your accident, you were, uh, brewing beer as your profession. Um, and your, I know your Instagram handle is drew brews. So, um, you know what, I guess, what are you, uh, what are you doing now? Um, now that you, you mentioned you got, you have a job and you're back to work and stuff. So what, yeah, what are you doing these days? 
Yeah, I actually started working for uh, an insurance company uh, called Northwestern Mutual. Um, they're a big insurance, life and health insurance provider. Um, so I started working for, for one of the financial reps there. Um, just doing like assistant type work right now, um, working on getting like licensing and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's it's a good like kind of transition. It's helped me uh, figure out like more of a schedule and just like be more, you know, kind of kind of timely on things and uh helps keep your keep your mental like in check um so that's been really good my boss is amazing um i'm able to work remotely if i need to um so it all kind of lined up to be perfect oh that's great man that's really great um you know i i know um on you know i kind of went back through some of your instagram posts from just over the last few years or whatever like I think some of them were from prior to your injury as well. And, you know, it's like you're out fishing, you're out hunting, you're, you know, boating, doing all these, uh, all these things that, you know, are tough to do from a wheelchair. Right. So, um, you know, how, I guess, have you been able to get back and find some like adaptive outlets for some of those, um, outdoors activities, and um you know how yeah like or have you found something else that kind of has filled those those kind of gaps uh maybe that that you were doing before right yeah um so yeah louisiana is actually they call it sportsman's paradise man we've got great fishing great hunting out here um it's kind of a lifestyle for most of the people that i know you know certainly um, so that was the number one thing for me was like, how am I going to, I used to have the motto, like work hard, play hard, you know? So I would spend a lot of time working, but I would also like spend all that time, you know, playing as well. So it was kind of one of those things where I was like, what do I do now? You know? And, um, I used to be way more into deer hunting. Um, and that's something I really I've done it again since I've I've been injured, but it's it's not as exciting to me. I think the thrill of it was being able to romp through the woods and just you know walk around, and that's a lot more difficult these days. So um, so hunting kind of fell off for me, but um, luckily fishing has been something that I can do independently. I don't need any type of adaptive equipment or anything like that. Um, so fishing has been definitely a, a number one on on something I go and do pretty much every weekend much as i can that's cool are you like going out on boats to do that or are you just fishing like off of a dock or what What do you do with that yeah i uh i have a boat i have a 18 foot little center console um and uh so we do we do a lot of inshore fishing um so like redfish and speckled trout is like mostly what we target um so we have like a fishing camp in uh like south more south louisiana um, that we go to and um, we also have like a lake house that we go and catch freshwater fish and stuff at too so I've got a few little options um, to go and go and do that kind of stuff um, but yeah I, I absolutely love it that's uh, one of my favorite things to do that's cool that's cool you know speaking of hunting I remember uh, like not long after my accident which is way back um, my dad being like oh yeah we could and I was never a hunter before or anything but he's like oh we can go hunting and how am I going to go hunting, you know? And he's like, oh, it's, he's like, they have this like setup where, you know, you basically just like go up to the gun and like wait for the deer to walk in front and just blast it. I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, man. Right. Yeah. At that point, it's like, yeah, 
Are you really hunting, or are you just sitting there point and shooting? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I think I'll, I'll pass on that. But um, yeah, no, that that's very cool, man. That you've been able to to get back to to some of the fishing and everything, and and uh, get a boat and whatnot. So that's cool. Um, and then yeah, man. Um, you know, I was wondering what. So do you still? So I I kind of like on your Instagram page I had a link to, um, man I'm blanking on the par I guess Parish Brewing Company is that who you were mm-hmm. working for before? Yes, correct. They seem like yeah they seem like a real tight knit group. Do you still like interact with those guys on, on a regular? Oh man, absolutely. Every time I go in there, man, it's like family all over. You know, it's um uh, it's it's really great. Like I I have lifelong friends from there that you know at it's really cool how well they've uh, been accepting of just everything that's going on, you know, and even the owner, Andrew, is like, when you come and brew again, you know, and I'm like, I haven't changed my Instagram handle for, for a reason. Like, it's still up here, you know, it's still up here. So maybe one day, you know, that's that's been my ultimate dream is to, to get back and be able to make some beer again, man. I, I love that job. That was yeah. very good times very good that's times. very cool did you like have experience in that prior to going to work there or you just kind of like got on not at all man i was actually i was managing um my parents owned a, a veterinary hospital so i was managing a, a dog boarding facility um for a couple years before that actually and uh they posted up on facebook you know we're looking for assistant brewers and i was like worth a shot you know, and not thinking at all I would even get called for an interview. And, you know, eight months later, I was sitting there trying to figure it out. You know, so it was uh, it was it's a, it's a learn on the job type of deal. Um, but it's it's uh, it's super rewarding. That's the best part about it is very, very rewarding job. Yeah, I bet that, that seems like it would be a cool thing to do, man. I, I was definitely uh, intrigued to find out some of the the insight you know kind of the insight on that from from you but um yeah hopefully you're able to get back one of these days man that would be that would be incredible you um, never know yeah no doubt so um you know you you mentioned you you know things kind of got for a while there got in the way of, of kind of your rehabbing and, and now you're able to get into a new gym and whatnot and your girlfriend friends all that sort of stuff so um is your girlfriend the same girl you were dating like when you got injured or is this like somebody you found since then uh no we were actually uh co-workers uh, a few years ago and uh at the veterinary hospital and um we were both dating separate people at the times so, you know all this and uh yeah, we actually reconnected. Um, we've been dating about two and a half years now, so nice. A um, little bit after my after my entry. Very cool, man. Um, and then so uh, so parents are gone. Are they gone on their road trip then? Like kind of. Uh... They uh yeah they did uh so they actually started um a consulting company so they they do that they travel around a lot um like this. This past week, they were in uh, Maryland, and like they kind of go all over the, the country doing that. Um, so they they travel a good bit, um, but I think in a couple months they're doing like another big RV road trip. Nice. Um, and so they're doing, I think they're doing the West Coast this time. They did the East Coast all the way up to Canada, and uh, this time they're gonna do West Coast. Very cool, man. Very cool. 
Um, and yes, and that's cool that you're able to kind of hold the fort down for them while, you know, while they're away and, and have a, a, you know, an adaptable living, living space that you guys didn't even realize was adaptable, I guess, when, uh, right, right, right. Started living there. But, uh, yeah, man, shoot. Well, uh, yeah, Drew, I'm, I'm so thankful, man, that they were able to take some time today to, to chat with us and kind of tell us your story and whatnot. Um, do you want, I, I know we kind of said Drew Bruce is your, your Instagram handle. Yeah. Go ahead and give your socials out. So uh, man, that's, can connect with you. That's, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, it's Drew underscore Bruce on Instagram. Um, I'm not like crazy on social media. I don't post a whole lot of stuff. I just try and post some cool stuff if I do something cool in recovery, you know, but, yeah. um, I'm not too crazy on the social media stuff. I'm just, I'm just here living life. I hear you, man. Yeah, I only use it for for the podcast, you know. For that's that's like I have to be on there so much, it's right? Like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> I feel like I have better stuff I could be doing with my time, but you know, it's yeah. uh, it is yeah. what it is. So it um, is, man. Yeah, but thank you, man, for for kind of giving us, uh, yeah, giving us your story and and being willing to come on and share with us. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely, thank you so much, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. We'll, uh, we'll do it again one of these days. Uh, sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right. So that was Drew Ploche. I want to thank him again for, for being so open and willing to you know talk about what had happened to him. And you know, I thought that was interesting that he ended up like I'm a doofus when it comes to geography. So I'm just like, well, how far is... Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm pretty where... sure it's right next to Texas. Well, that, that's but... why I, well, I, I wasn't sure if it was like just like an hour or two from his house or if it's like, you know, it's five still, or six I mean, hours. Four so. hours isn't that far. It's like... Right. But so that's like a... I mean, for... You know, you're probably not getting a ton of friends like coming to visit you all the time. Well, like, on a good day... Far enough, yeah. On a bad day, it can take me two hours to get... Get 20 here. miles yeah, yeah. yeah. true true depending so, on traffic yeah. so yeah well that so he yeah he ended up doing his rehab there in houston texas so um far away from his house but he, he talked about how his parents were able to luckily kind of uh move out there with him for the the six months or whatever they you know told her i guess six months plus the three weeks he was in rehab um or inpatient rehab and then six months of outpatient uh, so yeah, his parents were able to come out there to you know kind of be that um, you know security blanket for him, I would say, and uh, that that's always a good thing, man, because you know I don't know what I would have done without family and and friends being able to come visit me and when I was uh, first injured. So well, you know, it's one of those common themes that you hear from a lot of your guests, right? It's the support that you get from your family that really makes a difference in the early stages and continuing on through right i mean it's been 25 years for you you know jeremy and uh, we still support you every day because we love you yeah you know yeah so. no, i appreciate it for sure it's just i love jay as much as jay loves the animals what, what? what? because he will he won't he wouldn't want to go hunting oh, oh that's yeah. right yeah no yeah, doubt right. yeah. I, i'll be really curious to see the deer that just walks in front of the gun but yeah. <laughs> i'm telling you man i do i remember my dad coming back to me and being like hey we can go hunting if you want and i was just like no nah, i'm good like uh, i was like how the hell am i gonna go hunting yeah. anyway he explained yeah. it to me i was just like yeah. now nah, pass that's like going to a kitty trout farm yeah fishing right. just <laughs> throw your little pole in there and grab one just reach in and grab one out you're fine yeah. hey man but you know, some people are 
it'd be really i mean i guess for for people like that that's their thing i guess that's one yeah everybody yeah everybody's got different outlets so yeah yeah it might be a really a great way to you know reconnect with you know your past life in a way and also like move forward yeah so i can do things regardless of of my situation right yeah and drew definitely does that yeah and and i mean he's got a fiance right your girlfriend, I don't girlfriend, think he's yeah. I mean, it sounded like he, he was, was doing like, all the things, whoa, man. Whoa, okay, okay. Man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, why, why yeah. You're putting pressure on this guy. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, all the normal activities that every young man wants to have, yeah. you know, everything's out there. Yeah. Right? And I see that, again, in a lot of your guests, right? It's just that, you know, we just want to continue. Just because we don't, can't stand and walk doesn't mean we can't have relationships, have yeah. all the things that we want to have that we had before. Right, right. Yeah. And I, you know, I originally when I was like wanting to have him come on the show, I was thinking he was still because his, his, his Instagram handle is Drew Bruce or Drew, Drew underscore Bruce. Yeah. And uh, I had like he has a link to the Parish Brewing Company in his uh, Instagram feed. So I was thinking maybe he still was like working with them as a as a beer brewer. Because I mean, I don't think that's something that's specific for you know, like that you couldn't do because you had a spinal cord injury, obviously. No, yeah. So, um, I was seeing he was still doing that, but now he's kind of in the insurance game, but was, you know, like as soon as I brought that up, man, you could just see his face light up yeah. You kind of hear it in his voice. Like, he's like, yeah, I'd love, would love to get back to doing that one of these days. So, um, so, and, and it seemed like I read a bit about the parish brewing company before I realized he wasn't, you know, working with them anymore. And, like it just seems like a real family kind of run organization, and they're well, they're super know, small. The cool thing about uh, Lafayette, and I've never been there, but based on you know everything I know about the culture in Louisiana, is it's very rich. I mean, there's so much diversity down there, food, mm. uh, music. I mean, I could imagine if now they got microbrews, it's probably a super awesome place, man. I bet, I bet it is. Yeah, it seems like I always thought you know, like New Orleans or whatever, seems like would be a fun, fun place to go visit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Have you ever been to New Orleans, Ricardo? No, I haven't. Never. Gina's never been out there for Mardi Gras. No, no, Gina's been out there. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I could cool. see Ricardo out there throwing the beads. <laughs> yeah, Ricardo's yeah. yeah. flashing people for beads too. He's like, ah, oh, see how many of these I can collect. No, but I know the I know the food down there is. Oh, it's got to be bonkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No wonder Zion Williamson no. can't lose weight, man. <laughs> I know, Poor right? <laughs> Poor guy. Well, you know, the thing is, is Gina went down there, and uh, she doesn't like seafood, or she's allergic to, you know, crustaceans. Oh, so oh, that was man. really, really, really rough for her. So I bet, yeah, man. Yeah. They probably have just insane yeah. seafood down there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All the crawfish and shrimp. And- well, as soon as Delta gets this uh, freaking accessible seat together man we'll have to go we'll do a live show from from mardi gras next in a couple of years they said uh i was i've been watching like a bunch of stuff about this this adaptable seat that they the delta debuted um and it sounds like it's they're gonna try to get it in planes within the next two years so that'd be pretty pretty this, awesome oh, in yeah. this case you can just go on in your chair yeah yeah just locks you down <laughs> Like yeah, there's just, it's basically just like in my van. Like there's just like tie downs, yeah. which seems like so simple. So, like they should it's have just had because this they're so stingy yeah. with the space, man. Yeah, that's, that's what. what it is. Yeah. yeah, but they're just gonna charge you more. 
that's I'm fine with that. Yeah. Man. I would be so happy just to be able to stay in my yeah. chair and get on an airplane and go, you know, wherever. And I'm Vegas sure that or, I'm sure in every city that you go to, you could find a place that uh, is wheelchair friendly to stay, or you know, has like Hoyer lifts already on site and those types that, of things. Man, be, yeah. I, I bet, dude. So and there's guy. I mean, and if not, you can probably rent that from yeah. somebody too. You know, or uh, can rent a, a van. Rent, yeah, whatever. Rent, rent a wheelchair accessible vehicle, whatever the case may be. So that'd be awesome, man. We just got to get there. How do you think you would do on a flight? I, I never had a problem with no. flying. It's just going never, over bridges in your bridges, car. Yeah, bridges. Uh, I still and bridges really matter. Bridges since, and boats. <laughs> bridges for me is just since uh, since I've been in a wheelchair. Cause I'm like, God damn it! I'm like strapped into this sucker. I'm, we go in the well, water. What's the difference if you fall on a plane, man? I don't know. Well, that's true, but you can't. I mean, everybody's dead if you fall on the plane. If the plane crashes, especially right? if you can't. Especially if you fall in the unless water, we got you can't Sully. Get out. Unless Sully's our captain, he that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How are you? How somebody's you gonna out drag. Somebody's gonna hopefully drag me out of there. I don't know. Yeah, we're just gonna drop you down the the inflatable slide (laughs) (laughs) oh man anyway well yeah hey you know i thought this was an awesome conversation with drew and and uh you know he's a good guy everybody should go check him out yeah go uh, check out his adventures journey and um yeah man like i'm i'm glad like it's crazy it's just such a small world like that he was able to get with those guys at bar with he went to two different locations to one in florida and the one in uh Colorado so and that was like you know we had Nick Lucius on right when he was opening he was still working to open that one in Colorado so now that it's open uh you know he's yeah Drew's been out there and seems like they're doing really well yeah so. they're inching well, over the west so they need to they well need maybe to your first one. stop should be Colorado instead of New Orleans yeah maybe I have to go out there take a two-week spa summertime yeah, some we're only going in the summertime that's a much shorter to... flight for the first one too yeah true yeah wonder how long of a flight that to, is. To Colorado? Probably like two hours. Yeah. How long of a flight is it from here to Vegas? Like a little less than two hours. Yeah. Okay. It's like just like around an hour and 50 minutes to two okay. hours. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll go to one of those places. Yeah. It's probably like five hours to Louisiana. Yeah. Four. Four and a half. I'm ready to go to Italy, man. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, you're going all the way then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So anyway, all right, guys, well, uh, next week we will be back with uh, another great guest. And uh, until then, enjoy this. Uh, Please listen, like, rate, review, and share all those good things. Really appreciate all of that. We need some more reviews, I think, big time. So if you can review this, please go do it. Somebody step up and review. Let's get one. All right. (laughs) If you you don't care about people that are suffering from paralysis then don't write a review yeah exactly no guilt you know we're, we're, <laughs> geez, no but we do need to get this this out there more yeah yeah so all right. that would be helpful all right guys till next week yeah thanks jeremy